Hi, I'm Vanessa Anderson. And I'm Stephanie Cooley. It's time to give ourselves a moment to be real, to express all of motherhood. Mothering is beautiful. It's wonderful. And you know what? It's fucked up too. Come hang out with us. We're the Real Motherfuckers. Hello, we are the Real Motherfuckers. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Vanessa. Um... So today, we're going to talk about our birth stories. What the birth? Yeah, it's called What the Birth. And we have a very different story to tell. Yes. And so we thought we would love to share it because we want to support all mothers and decisions that you make because there's different situations and different medical reasons why you would choose a certain birth or not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the beauty of knowing that you have the choice. Yeah. And I think that it's important to remember that whatever decision we make, it's the right one because it's our bodies, it's our families, it's, you know, that's how I, that's how I uh, share my insight to all my friends who are moms, like whatever, whenever they're dealing with a tough situation, yeah. I'm like, whatever decision you make is the right one because it's yours. Yeah. We yeah. all have different experiences and different situations that will lead us to that decision. So you know, take your time with it though. You know, I yeah. know that it all comes fast, especially if you're yeah. a new mom. Um, so we hope that what we bring you today is um, resourceful and it kind of makes you ponder on maybe something you didn't think about. So, mm -hmm. but before that, yes, before that, I wanted to say, we wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been listening so far. And I'm sorry, there's a cat here. <laughs> and, um, we have heard you yes. and we heard you that sometimes it was hard to hear us. We're dealing with that. Or, We're editing or, or, this. Or, or see us. Or yes. <laughs> sometimes I'm like this. The ghost of Stephanie is out of the frame. Um, you know, this is like motherhood. We're learning. We're messing up as we go along. Yes. yes. Um, but this has been a fun adventure and thank you for coming along with us. Yes. We appreciate all of your comments and your compliments um, we would like to just share a little bit of feedback from our listeners. This is literally from you, you viewers. Uh, one of the comments was so relatable, which that's our goal. Mm -hmm. Um, nice to have feelings validated. Also our goal. It's genius. That's just a perk. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. listen to your, uh, overscheduling podcast. It was great. Thank you as well. Um, and I've been listening to my po many podcasts daily for years now, and I never like any anything about parenting, but I love yours. So thank you so much, because we are in a pool with a lot of great other podcasts, and if we are already standing out, thank you so much. Woohoo! There you go. Okay, <laughs> so um, birth stories. Let's jump into yeah. it. What the birth? What the birth? First, we got our we got our baby blankets yes. back here. So if you're viewing, we brought some blankets that we were gifted um, for what? Did you get it during your baby shower? I think I actually picked this one out with probably a gift card from my baby shower. Mm -hmm. And I wanted my first child to be a surprise. So I picked the it's yellow. Super soft. And yeah. this is totally what I would want to be in. So I thought, I'm going to be holding this. I want to be able to enjoy it too. Yes. So I got this this one. Yeah. I have one that my sister made. And she, during our baby shower, my baby shower, she asked everyone to bring an old shirt. And she quilted all the shirts together. This one is actually my husband's old wrestling shirt from high school. Yeah, it's super cool. 
Yeah, if we will probably take pictures of it. I would like to for, for Ooh, yeah. our Instagram so you can see it. So it's very beautifully done and meaningful. I think that's like wrapping your kid with everyone's little love. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Super um, I mean, my kids still use it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my birth story. Um, first off, let me tell you a preview. So my birth story involves me having both my babies in a hospital. And Vanessa's birth story involves having both of her babies at home. Um, so I'm not going to bore you with every single detail of both of my child's births. Um, but I will tell you the reason why I chose the path that I chose. And a lot of the reason why I chose to be, to have my baby in a hospital was I had such a close relationship with the hot, you know, uh, I guess have going to the hospital, going to the doctor. Um, I have this disease, um, that occurred when I was in my late twenties and it was like a very confusing thing that happened to me. I basically, it was adult onset and I have, it's like, imagine you have a really bad allergic attack each like you know when like the pollen is out there and you're having like the worst allergy day super stuffed up you feel like you're like so fake like so dizzy and so stuffed up and you just don't you, you don't breathe you can't yeah. you can't find the air it can't find you and yeah. you're just miserable that was how I felt every day and it just kind of happened and um, I was just allergic to everything. I felt like I couldn't sleep. I felt like I was always stuffed up. And then all of a sudden I started going to the ER because I was having trouble breathing. Um, there were a couple times where I had anaphylaxis and I so depended on doctors to help me figure this out. It was such a mystery. After many doctor's appointments and after seeing the doctor many times, going to the ER, I realized I have this thing called AERD. It's aspirin exacerbated respiratory disease. And um, it's a respiratory uh, disease. It's a sinus disease. And it involved me going to the doctor a lot. And so when I was pre when I became pregnant, I wanted the support of doctors to help yeah. me, especially because during pregnancy, I was also super inflamed. It like made all the symptoms worse, you wow. know, because you know, you're pregnant, you're working overtime, you're, you're working overtime, you're super yeah. inflamed already. Totally. Um, and um, so yeah, I to deal with AERD, I also tried the alternative medicine. I tried acupuncture. I tried um, different diets. I tried um, different herbs, all of that. You know, some of it helped, but really what really helped was me going to my doctor and dealing with that and getting Western medicine to help. Um, it's been many years and it's, it's a lot better now. Um, so yeah, so... My second pregnancy, I had like a weird situation happen where all of a sudden my vision was getting really messed up. Oh, yeah. This is gnarly. We're going to be sharing this picture too, if you don't mind. <laughs> yes. Good God. Uh, there, you, well, I have a, like a scan of what my skull looked like. But for a while, I was like, I think I'm just getting older. My vision is changing. And then all of a sudden, I started getting more dizzy and nauseous. And um, I went to eye doctors and they're like, yeah, yeah, like I don't understand what's going on. And then one day I just felt my face like right on my eye. And I was like, there seems to be like a bulge there, like something hard was like by my eye. 
And then I went to the head and neck doctor and we realized that there was some sort of mass behind my eye and it was due to my disease. And I had a bunch of like polyps growths going on in my sinuses. And How so big were they? I mean, big eye. enough noticeable that you could see my eye bulging. Well, I remember I, you showed me the picture. Yeah. So did they measure it or did, did they say it's like the size of a grape or a size of a... Uh, they didn't say how, what the size was, but they said it was big enough that it was very, very close to hitting my optic nerve, which means that if it hits it, it could affect my vision for the rest of my life. So I talked to several surgeons, and then I also talked to a high-risk OBGYN, and they all talked. It was really cool to see all these doctors working together so closely yeah. and like really focused on helping me. Um all the surgeons said, no, like, let's wait until you're done being pregnant. And I was five months pregnant at the time. <clears throat> and my OBGYN said, my personal opinion is you should do it now. Um, just because it could get worse. Inflammation gets worse as you go along yeah. in your pregnancy. And also, I was just thinking about like post-pregnancy. That's just going to be hard to deal with as well. Um, cause it was a surgery that I had to go fully under for, and I ended up deciding to do it. Um, it was such a hard decision, but again, like I had such a good experience at the hospital with doctors. Um, I do think that now in my point in life where things are a lot better with my disease, I'm a little bit more woo woo and I've understood my body a lot more. I don't know if I would consider maybe doing a, a birth at home if I were to be, you know, have a baby now. Um, but I do, I do value my experience in the hospital. Um, I'll do, give you a little bit of, of a fun story from my first pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, so I was on the phone with my boss, who I did not enjoy. And I was like, almost going to have my baby. And I was like, please like let this baby come. And she, I was on the phone with her and she, she was being very annoying. And I was like, Oh, I feel something. I got to go. I got to call you back. And then I started bleeding and I was like, okay, I have the perfect excuse to not have to call my boss back. I go, I, we go to the hospital. The doctor says, you, you got to wait. You're, you know, you're too early. So I'm like, dang it. So my husband and I went to a restaurant because I was super craving hamburgers the whole time of my pregnancy. And so I was like, I got to get a hamburger. And I think him, the doctor checking me um, induced the pregnancy more. Yeah. And so while I'm ordering my burger, while I'm in the, uh, in the, um, the restaurant, um, the, <laughs> the waiter is witnessing me like, ordering while having contractions i'm like i'll have the uh, the cheeseburger and extra pickles and then it would it would pass i'm like okay yes yes that's what i want you know i'd be totally fine but then he was watching me during the time that we we're at the dinner table and i was having contractions kind of frequently at this point and he's looking at me like bitch do not have, have this baby. baby in this restaurant right I gotta now clean your shit when you leave <laughs> Oh, yeah. My God. So the other thing too that I really wanted to do during these pregnancies was 
learn about having my births without assisted pain medication. Mm-hmm. And I had learned, I was like, oh, someone told me about hypnobirthing and like different breathing techniques. And I remember I had like one or two books. I definitely had that hypnobirthing uh, book, which should we, we should probably reference afterward too. Yes, we'll, we'll put it in our notes. Yeah. I, I, it's part of my story too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I remember having these books and having all these intentions to, to do it naturally. And... I was working so much the entire, both pregnancies. I was like, I will get to this, but I never got to it because I was so freaking busy with work. Um, and yeah, like I said, I, I don't know if I, if I were to be pregnant again, if I would consider it, if I have, now I have more time to read. Well, <laughs> well we, you never know how the world turns. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, I mean, no I'm not having more babies. <laughs> Just so you know. But if you are, you might be considering home birth. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, their, yeah. their story is amazing. I mean, you do have, did have valid reasons for choosing the way that you did. Yeah. Um, was there anything that you, any tips you can give to anybody about, you know, checking into the hospital mm-hmm. um, during your hospital visit? Anything that could have made it more comfortable for you? Um, those two little things. Yeah, I think that the going to the hospital, um, it helped going with my partner um, just to have support. And also, like, my partner asked questions that I didn't think of asking. Yeah. Moral um, support. Yeah. Emotional yeah. support. It's important. If you have the support, you know. Um, I was I was lucky enough to have that support. And, um, you know, I think that. Some people are not fortunate enough to have great doctors behind them. Sometimes you get the shitty doctor that you've been assigned. Um, Fortunately, I had great ones and I was able to ask questions and um, yeah, take, take charge of my own, my own healthcare. That's great. You should, you should be your biggest advocate. Yeah, you you are. And you no one else is going to do it for you. Whatever you think is right for you, you should make them do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, so tell me about yours. What my birth? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I do come from a very, you know, Western initially side of medicine. You know, we had the sniffles straight to the doctor. You know, there was no homeopathic mm-hmm. um, seed in me. Um, it wasn't until I moved to Encinitas, like the capital of oh yeah homeopathic uh-huh. life, <laughs> yeah, that I completely submerged myself into it. Um, when I finally became pregnant, um, I started doing research and I purposely, and I chose this number cause that's the age I was. I purposely picked 30 people to interview. Oh, okay. And I would even, I even wrote a list, marked them off as I was going and they all had the same questions. One was obviously what, how was, you know, what was your birthing experience? Mm-hmm. And the second one was, um, you know, why, why did you choose that? Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say h- half of the people that I interviewed were hospital births and the other, other half because of the demographic of where I was living were home births. Mm-hmm. And some of them were a mix. Some of them initially had a home birth in the beginning and then ended up saying that they did the home birth for the second. So first was hospital, yeah. second was home birth. But, um, while I was re- researching about this, um, I wasn't really happy with the traditional culture and attitude of what the birth experience was. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was very um, scary. 
and that it had like a negative connotation connotation thank Mm -hmm. you connotation to it um that i was like but why isn't this one of the most beautiful experiences for a woman to have Mm -hmm. so i for me i was like i don't want it to be that that negative um feeling or experience so i so then i was you know got the pros and cons from everybody Mm -hmm. um some even the fathers would be like what was interviewing them and they'd be like oh yeah we liked the home birth and then they would start you know naming why and they were like we we were more comfortable um there was a comfort level there it was your own home um there was just so much factors into why i ended up choosing this um and um pretty much i ended up choosing the home birth because when i went to my ob First of all, that's where I went. Mm-hmm. Was not straight to a midwife. Yeah, I went to sev- I went to two or three, and they were all told me the same thing. They're like, "I can't promise that I'll be there for your birth." Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Well, I'm creating this special relationship with you, trusting you through this journey with me. And then if I don't have you, that would be really weird not to have that personal experience with somebody that I'm literally giving my new life to." Mm-hmm. Right. So, so that was kind of how I did that. So, um, I did have an OB and a midwife working. So I interviewed some midwives. I ended up picking a local one. Um, the care was really interesting cause I would get both. I'd go to OB for testing and any okay, other yeah. things I needed. And then, but I still had my midwife and she would do her own wellness. Um, were she, those experiences very different? They were, that's, that's exactly where I'm going. Yeah. When I went to my OB, it was very scare tactic. It was very like, this can happen to you. This can happen to you. Don't do this. Don't do this. And with my midwife, it was more like, isn't this beautiful? You're growing beautifully. You're mm-hmm. doing, you know, and of course she would, you know, look over my tests and yeah. do all that stuff. But I, when I would come out of the doctor's office, I would feel kind of sad. Like, oh my God, I have to worry about this for the next five weeks to test for that. Mm. Versus when I went to my midwife, she's like, we don't need to worry about it until the tests come kind of attitude like enjoy what is happening now because we don't know yeah and why are you going to worry for five weeks until you know yeah so it was like Mm -hmm. a really good um it was more uplifting um then the the when when my husband is a paramedic firefighter which you guys know so he was kind of like i need to get him on board a little bit okay oh yes what did he think so he was kind of like what I told him I wanted to have yeah. birth because it's not natural for him either. He's like, yeah. He's, he, my husband, personally delivered babies in back of ambulances. I mean, he's mm-hmm. delivered at homes as well. Yeah. So, um, but those were he accidents had, at home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They weren't planned births. They were <laughs> on yeah. route or someone yeah. took a poop and ended up being a baby. And I'm not <laughs> kidding. That was like one of the, one yes. of the instances. <laughs> So like, Are you always hear those as like urban myths. No. Oh my god. Like someone caught their baby like in the toilet. Oh my you know? god. But um, so my husband's like, wait, wait, wait a minute, is it safe? And he had his concerns, and I was like, you know, let's let's do this together because yeah. I did want his support. Um, hi. See, I guess so. We have a dog. <laughs> um, so we watched the business of being born. I had him watch that. It was recommended. Um, Ricky Lake produced it in the mid early 2000s fantastic documentary it really does go through the business of being born and and every stage of what was done in emergency rooms and ob's and um 
then it also has the other side of it has both sides of being born at the hospital, being born at home, and even how sometimes just because you're choosing being born at home doesn't mean you're going to birth there. There's mm-hmm. things that could happen. Right. You know, there are situations where hospital transfers needed. Right. You know. Yep. So um, I have a friend who who dealt with that. Yeah. yeah. And it's real. Mm-hmm. It happens. Um, it's you know rare, but usually, hopefully, your midwife and your doctor see those signs before, but you never know what happens during birth either. Mm -hmm. So anyways, he saw that. He liked it. It it sparked even more questions. So then I said, hey, talk to these parents. So he did. Yeah. And then um, he was on board. He came to, we tried to schedule all of my midwife visits with him. They were very pleasant. Um, We also had like mothering groups within that so all the moms that were pregnant with me, we got to meet one time and talk to each other. So there's like a lot of extra steps. Hey, that's a big difference between you and me. Yeah. I don't, I didn't experience pregnancy with anybody else. Yeah. We yeah. had, we had a little like, it was like a little workshop with everyone that was pregnant and we were all in different stages and some yeah. of us were puking, including me. And some of us, some of them were, you know, eating anything they wanted and having a good old yeah. time. Hamburgers like me. Yeah. Hamburgers, apples, yeah. whatever floats your boat. So anyway, so yeah, I was on this journey. Unfortunately, I picked the midwife and it was because of my situation. Okay. So I was alone. My parents lived in the middle of the country. My husband's hardly home. Mm -hmm. So I needed to pick somebody. I picked a location over possibly quality. Right. Yeah. With my first midwife, which she was lovely in the beginning. I loved her. Um, and so it felt good for me that she was there in case Ryan was not home mm-hmm. uh, on a shift for whatever reason. She was way closer to me than anyone I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, my labor was very long and um, long story long? short, I was 21 hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for my first. Um, I remember it was dinner. I'm like, okay, this is happening. Calder came through the night. <laughs> no. I'm going through my surges, and I'll tell you why I call them that later, but okay. went through my surges and... Versus what? Contractions. Oh, I call them contractions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is yeah. still the same thing, yeah. just a different Surge. way to see it. That's it's an interesting surge. way to look at it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep going. Yeah. yeah. So um, I feel like my care with this first midwife um, was not what it could have been, Um I needed to be way more hydrated than I was needed to be. Long story short, I heard the rooster crow, our sprinklers went off, and then before I know it, it's the next day since dinner, and I'm still not having this baby. Yeah. Um, my mom and my my mom and my mother in law were there. They were both horrified. My mom goes, "It looked like you were gonna die." Oh my gosh. Because yeah. I was, you know, so many hours of have trying to have Olivia or just going through the surges, and uh, long story short. Uh, my husband ended up taking control of the situation. Mm-hmm. He started an IV on me because he saw I was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. I was ready to push. Um, but what had happened is I have a very, very thick um, placenta. And I have a very, very thick sac when I have my children. Okay. And they were both the same. Uh, I was ready. I was ready to push, but my sac was still there and, my, yeah. and I was still full of water. So when I would push, my daughter would kind of bounce like a balloon oh yeah she wasn't coming out because she was still in the sack so finally they popped they popped my sack sure enough i was on all fours in my room um squatted did all these other you know before i knew um 
how to give birth in, in, in a home, you know, I, I always pictured on my back because that's all I had seen. And that's right. Yeah. That's all that had been advertised to me. Yeah. But there are other ways to birth. And well, gravity mm-hmm. doesn't go that way. It doesn't. <laughs> you don't even poop like that. Yeah. So I. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you know, you right. don't. You don't even poop like that. This is way bigger than a poop. I just had a visual. Yes. No. Totally. Uh-huh. So, you know, my midwife and Ryan would hold my arms and I'd be squatting at the side of my bed and I would push that way and I would push on, on all fours. Mm-hmm. I ended up actually, because I was tired, birthing on my back, but. Olivia's heart rate started to drop because I had been compressing her so much that that's when the midwife took her out of me. And that's when I got that tear that I've been talking about for the last couple of episodes. So Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that actually. I was just happy that she came out. Yeah. And yeah, she was, she had, she came out. We were very happy. Everything went okay. Um, Midwife's had to stitch me up, all that good stuff. But I was pretty, I was traumatized just in that ending part. Everything else was okay. So bad taste in my mouth a little bit from mid, from home birth. Right. So then for the second, I thought I'm just going to go Western. F it. I'll do childbirth at a, at a hospital. Well, I was thinking midway birthing center. So connected okay, to the yeah. hospital, like mm-hmm. kind of best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened to me. I was trying to make connections with these midwives yeah. that they had at the hospital available for me. And I just couldn't do it. So long story short, I decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna conquer this, this fear, this, this hurt, this pain, this bad memory I have of my last birth with my daughter. So, did that experience affect you wanting to get pregnant again? It did. Yeah, I was terrified. I was yeah. terrified. So it did not hurt me when I tore. Then it hurt me after. Yes. For years, I would say a year and a half. Yeah, it was that agonizing, like needing to grind your teeth to make love or, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So then I thought, oh, and then I was like crying because I'm like, when I did get pregnant with my second, I was like, I don't want this to be that. I had like a PTSD moment from that Mm -hmm. moment. So I ended up hiring a doula first before my midwife. Okay, wait. Can you tell us what a doula is versus a midwife? Because I don't think I know that. So a midwife is would be considered like the doctor in the room. Okay. You know, the one in charge of actually delivering the baby, making sure that your vitals are good, checking your vitals. The doula is like this loving, embracing, and doulas out there, thank you so much. You're so important. It's And I don't want to do you injustice if I'm not describing your position right or wrong, but to me... They're like the soul keeper of your birth. Oh, They're making sure that you are, yeah. that they know what you want and don't want. So whether right. you go to the hospital or stay at home, you can have a doula, by the way, yeah. at hospitals. They're kind of like your advocate. They're your advocate. Okay. And they make sure you're comfortable. They make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like an additional soul support for you. It is so life-changing. I didn't have it for my first. Mm-hmm. I had it for my second. She mm-hmm. helped me through so many things. She was also... Um, the one that put on the hypnobirthing class. Ooh, so here's okay. the full circle yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So hypnobirthing is hypnosis. Mm-hmm. It was a series of classes. Um, I did the classes and I did the hypnosis, which is audio. So you learn how to retrain your mind and your body to not have the fears that have been instilled in us. So what's interesting is I did a hypnosis for the very first time yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I realized that is a big misconception about hypnosis is that it's not someone else going like trying to 
lure you to do something. Yeah, like it's genie with this Yeah, it's not thing. someone else telling you what to do. It's you empowering yourself and telling yourself the things that you need to hear to do what you want yeah to do. it's your inner voice but it's even mm-hmm. deeper than that you go into your subconscious and your con yes. you know all, all that stuff to mm-hmm. like clear clear your initial reactions to things and experiences right mm-hmm. so i ended up doing that to heal i remember i had a lot of tears i was in a group of with uh three other pregnant mothers and fathers that would come to this group and sometimes it would just be me because ryan had to work and sometimes some other mothers had themselves we would support each other mm-hmm. but it was literally like retraining your body so this is I'll just give you this little picture. Um, one of the um, beautiful pictures that that was given to us was to close our eyes and you know just imagine what you want your birth to be. So I started with that. The second thing was there's this little story, not story, but illustration, very well put, saying when a cat gives birth, mm-hmm. they go to a comfortable, quiet, dark place. Oh, cats actually purr when they give birth. Really? Yes. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought back and I was mentioning to this to Stephanie when we were getting our pussy cut teas ready. Um <laughs> was that you know biblically think biblical times and before then women it's even put it was even put in the Bible that, you know, that we're supposed to hurt during labor labor because we we that's like us paying forward Eve's sin. So I thought if that's been instilled in us mm-hmm. and we associate that with pain, then of course we're going to feel pain, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I really feel that it's, um, so long story short, I'm listening to my audios every night with, you know, my son and me. And that's one of the nights when I broke out in the hives, which I, I've broken out in hives twice. This is, this would be the second, the first of me healing, breaking out in hives, releasing this PTSD. Mm-hmm. But I used to go to bed with this lady. And the gist of what she says, and her voice is so beautiful, I believe she's British, is, you know, your body is meant to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, your body will do beautiful things for you during your birth. You will be calm. You will be in the moment. So you're hearing these mantras, and I want to say it's 20 to 45 minutes long of these mantras that are just very empowering, very soothing. And I would listen to them every night until my birth. Mm -hmm. So month three of my birth all the way till the day he's born uh completely different experience okay i was dancing during oh and and this is the other thing in hypnobirthing we call them surges not contractions Mm -hmm. because it's a surge contraction has like a the word yeah yeah, it's it's squeezing it's squeezing it's kind of a violent surges surges, it gives ah. me the visual of like it's like a wave yes Yes. And I was given more tools during my hypnobirthing on positions that would feel great. Mm-hmm. And my doula and Ryan would take turns supporting me. So Ryan wasn't taxed. She wasn't taxed. And I would say, okay, I need Ryan right now. I would say, I need you, my doula's name. Mm-hmm. And I would hold pretty much my favorite contraction um, hold, or excuse me, surge, is putting my arm around someone's neck and having my head down between my arms and rocking side to side standing. It was so nice. Or being on the medicine ball and having shooting massaging me while I was doing it. Yeah. It was just lovely. Yeah. I made I walked five I walked six miles before my husband got home and I was having surges with my neighbor. Wow. She yeah. was like baffled. She's like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so pretty much I had retrained my body that to be like amazing. Yeah. to be like, This is cool. And yeah. it was. Yeah. Went took a bath because my husband was in traffic from Orange County. He got he was on a call and I went into labor. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, he, I took a bath. I remember watching Unsolved Mysteries in my bath. So I'm like 81, you know. I was yeah. like, well, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make some soup for everyone and everyone gets Oh here. my God, you made soup. So I made the big old pot of soup yeah. and made some sides. I think I even made the salsa, fresh salsa fresca. Yeah. And then I, um, everyone starts showing up slowly. First it was Ryan and then it was the midwife. And, and then my doula happened to be at another hypnobirthing class in San Diego. I had to wait for all these people to come from all these places, but I was calm. Yeah. I was like, I've got this. I'm good. Yeah. Everyone gets here and they're like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And there's pictures of us dancing. Mm -hmm. This is like 40 minutes before I start pushing. You know, I had my, I purchased a, um, a little pool and the pools are cool because they, I, I, when I purchased it, I was like, this shit better be gold because they're expensive. Yeah. And I'll get to that in a minute, but. Um, the water is about 100.9 degrees and that's about the temperature that your body is internally in your abdomen with your baby. So Mm -hmm. you're mimicking the same temperature. Mm -hmm. It's cushy on the bottom. You don't go in until you're about to push. So when it was time, when they told me I was ready, I was like, are you serious? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I went through that and I was great. Yeah. So then I pushed, started to push Jimmy and this is where my doula and Ryan came in. My son came in out like this. So guess what? I was about to tear, right? Yeah. So I got a moment and my doula knew it. The PTSD wanted to kick in so bad. And I was Reese. She goes, you're good. We've got this. She gave me some mantras. I took a deep breath. They readjusted his arms. And then I said, I'm going to be brave. I can do this. And I pushed and I didn't tear. That's crazy. And I was about to tear. Yeah. But that moment was so empowering for me to be like, it was about to happen again and, and it was taken notice and I had a great midwife and I had a great doula and husband to say, you've got this. And they even told me that I birthed like a goddess. I was yeah. like, that is such a compliment. Yeah. So it was like, it was right very on. much mind over matter there. It was mind over matter. And I remember I'm thinking, well, duh, because when, anytime I've done anything physically, I used to be a cross country runner, like mm-hmm. anything I've done, anything, it was retraining your mind because to to say this is cool or go somewhere beautiful yeah you know um oh my gosh when i i don't know which pregnancy it was um but i remember being at the hospital (laughs) trying to remember the breathing exercises i was taught but it hurt so fucking bad and with your breathing disease (laughs) yeah i was i was breathing like this for anybody listening you just have to look but i was breathing with my face scrunched like (laughs) look like ugly as fuck you know like, well, and then like that, everything else is tense it's like a yoga class remember the nurse, the nurse was like um ma'am if you don't scrunch your face like that it will hurt less and i was like oh no bitch i'm about to kill you right now. <laughs> right and then it was it just wasn't working my breathing so i was like fine i will try to relax my face and so i relaxed my face and i was like damn it that lady was right. It feels a lot better. And that's what, we, what I say in yoga, right? In my class, yeah. I'm like, you gotta, the, the, the tension really starts here in our body yeah. and then you just let it like relax. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a pleasant experience. Um, my placenta, they took a picture of it. It looked like a big ass steak. It was huge. It was, it was weighed as much as Jimmy did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It weighed so as much when as you... Okay, so I had an epidural, so I didn't feel shit. 
Okay, so like that's so weird to me. I yeah, know. right. So like I had an epidural, and I didn't feel anything. You know, they say like, oh, when you push out your placenta, it's like giving birth a second time kind of thing. I'm like, I don't know. It all just fucking fell out, and I didn't, wow. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. So did you have to push it out, or yes. you felt it all of that yes. kind of stuff? So yeah. I breastfed. Um, it stim- breastfeeding stimulates it when you have it naturally. Um, yeah. So as soon as my children were born, I placed them on me and I breastfed. And right after I breastfed, it stimulated it. Um, the surges come more, and the breath when the breast milk comes in and the pl- it pushes the placenta down somehow, like it knows it's ready to come out. It doesn't need you anymore. Right. Yeah. So yeah, then um, yeah, you do deliver it, but it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I honestly didn't even realize that you do that with my first birth. I'm like, wait, I push again. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? More comes out. I was like, what? Yes. It baffled me. So yes, you give birth twice, even if you don't have twins. Yeah. You do. Okay. And um, and the placenta you ate. It. I did. Yes. So we grilled it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually, I you know, I did look into postpartum, and. I thought, okay, well, what are preventable things for that? Because mm-hmm. I thought, man, you know, it, that's a tough one. So I um, found this lady online um, locally. She's local, but still to drive. Like she's from Southern San Diego. So it took her an hour to get to her house. So as soon as she goes, yeah, as soon as you're, you know, give birth, call me. My husband called and um, they pick it up. You, you have to wrap it up in like a special Ziploc bag, but mm-hmm and um that she dehydrates it adds a couple of other herbs and puts it in pill form so it literally came back to me that day oh really mm-hmm. okay so that way i could start so you start with more dosage i believe it was don't quote me on this but i believe i remember taking three or four pills for the initial and then it starts to taper down kind of like an antibiotic mm-hmm. right you kind of go and it tapers off yeah um it is supposed to and I can't compare it because I didn't have one without or with. Right. Yeah. But I did not have postpartum. Uh-huh. Both I did this with both my children. And yeah, it's supposed to, you know, shrink it down. I mean, we're a mammal. Every mammal you see give birth, that's an animal that's not human. Mm-hmm. They eat their placenta when they're done giving birth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, so I thought, well, why not? Yeah. I'm a mammal. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that. People tripped out. My mom's all, what? And so we were dying laughing, and I told her I was going to cut her a little piece. But everyone was pretty much fascinated in my family. I'm the first one in my family to have yeah. had this experience. Mm-hmm. And then um, for my second um, birth, my doula, which I really love, gave me a closing ceremony at my last visit with her after the baby had been born. Mm-hmm. It's called a binding ceremony. Okay. And there's a lot of healing herbs. It smells like a beautiful Thai restaurant. With this, these herbs. Yeah. yeah. So she made, first she rubbed my belly with oil because mm-hmm. that's what you need. And she heated it up and then she sprinkled a beautiful design with my husband on my stomach to thank my body for what it had done. Oh, that is so beautiful. So I feel like. And then she fed you pad thai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been the pad thai. <laughs> but it's, the, 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 the binding itself is, reminds me of a beautiful, um, it looked like a beautiful African wrap. Like the way it looked yeah. and the way you bind it on your belly. It looks mm-hmm. the same, you know, as a headdress. It's very beautiful. So she she did that. She binded me up to heal with the herbs and heal with the compression instead of just using the medical one, which I did in right. the first one. This one was so beautiful. I think that's such a beautiful way to think of, well, I would 
how I interpret that is like, what a beautiful way to just celebrate what happened. Yes. I think that um, after we have our, our babies, we're just go, go, go. Yeah. Right. And I don't remember a time where I was able to just sit and reflect and celebrate what just happened. It yeah. was just like immediately going into sleep deprivation mode and figuring out what the heck to do. So I think that's a really beautiful way to. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, you know, the tone of my home or what it was, but yeah, we did find like that. But I, I feel so all of my midwives, both of them recommend, I don't leave bed instead of going potty and taking a shower. I had, because they, because of everything being so loose downstairs, mm -hmm. um, it has to be because all the muscles are have literally released in your pelvic floor mm -hmm. to give birth mm -hmm. and they'll still dangling. Yeah. So they said, if you don't want to dangling away, <laughs> yeah. you need to let yourself not be with gravity pushing right. down your vagina. Mm -hmm. So I did very much have the time to journal because I stayed in bed for five days straight. Yeah. My husband and my mother and my mother-in-law for the first, you know, they, they did help me with meals and taking the baby. Um, I slept when the baby slept and more mm -hmm. and had her back and forth and him. Um, but no, it was, it was a, for me, it was very cozy. I didn't have to put my baby in a car seat. I did not have to sit down oh in a car. Oh my gosh, that moment of putting the baby yeah. in a car seat from the hospital. It's Can I tell freaky. you? I remember put, a, my husband put the baby, our baby in the car seat and we're like, that doesn't look like it belongs because it's, it's so little. And then and how do you figure out? It's so big and you're like, I can't believe I have to go walk into my real life. Yeah, you had to do it quick. The stark difference of hospital to home life is 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 very great, you know. And you're like, oh my gosh, these people are gonna yeah. let me bring home this baby. Yeah, yeah, they giving me permission. <laughs> yes. No, and 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 you do have that support. And for you, it was more like you had that twenty four hour monitoring. This is the one thing that could be different. Yeah. As well as you had somebody medically monitoring you and your child. Yeah. Twenty four seven till you were discharged. Mm -hmm. I had my husband, which is great. He knows the vitals, which gave me, but I was staring at my kid. Oh like, my gosh. Are they breathing? Yes. You know, I think yeah. that's normal for most of us, but yeah, I didn't, I did not put my car, my kid in the car until three weeks after wow. my yeah. birth or mm -hmm. two, because we went to the doctor, but I remember it being like, even for my husband, which he, for me, he's one of the most, he's the smart, one of the smartest people I know. He's like, how the fuck do you do this? <laughs> and then your baby's crying. So you get like in panic mode and you're like, okay. We've got this, you know, like, you know, it's just like such a, it's just a car seat. I never even thought yeah. the car seat would be that big of a deal, but it kind of is guys sometimes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, having my own shower, having my own sheets and my own food, that was all positives. Um, and let's see, I have some other things to, to share here. Um, I think, um, choosing choosing your your path you should take your time with it if you can wait is this our just the no, tip? no 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 i'm just okay. like kind of reflecting on both of our yeah. situations like yeah i think but i think this is a good tip it is a good tip i think you should you know take your time um choosing your path because it's it's not it, it's for you but it's also for your child mm -hmm. your child will feel this experience um my child is actually he going into cranial sacral therapy and one of the factors is his birth and although it wasn't 
I had a pleasant time laboring. He was stuck a mm. little bit. Mm -hmm. So your child's motor skills, sensory things will be probably, and they're not now seeing, could be affected. Some of our tensions in our necks and mm -hmm. stuff, they could start then. So, you know, it's, it's, it should be the experience that you want. And there, thank goodness there are a lot of options out there. Um, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> being part of a home birth is expensive. Yes. I don't, I don't think that people know this. Can you please share how much you spent? Yeah, so we had a, um, a health account. You know, you're, you can do that with your mm -hmm. health insurance. If you're not familiar, you can ask your HR or whoever's in charge of your insurance or call your insurance. My husband had a pretty good one built up for our first child. Um, he had about $10,500. We used every cent of that, mm -hmm. just to give you an idea, plus more to buy any other medical. So I would say it was roughly about thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars once you buy or rent pools and all the other things that require. Yeah, you're you're this is out of pocket money that you're that you're spending. If you do a birthing center, however, um, through your insurance, you that should be covered. Okay. So that's so kind of that a midway point. Oh yeah, that would be considered yeah. cheaper. If you do a birthing center, that would be with a medical midwife. Mm -hmm. They're still lovely. I'm sure there's some lovely ones out there for you to choose. What I'm saying is if there's options, don't um, limit yourself. Mm -hmm. Try to find resources to make this happen for yourself if it's something you really want because I don't think you'll regret it. Um, and also interview, ask midwives to give you um, people that have birth with them, mm -hmm. random ones, not just the ones that give good feedback. Yeah. You know, right. or look at their Yelp if they have one or whatever. It's yeah. important. It's mm -hmm. important. Um, what else was I going to say? I think that, do you have anything to add? No. No? Oh, this is this is the tip that I wanted to give. I have a daughter, and I, I have purposely um, talked about the positives since my second birth of what birth is. I wanted to rewire her to be the first generation to know that, you know, her body's meant for this. Yeah. And not add the Hollywood, <gasps> you know, to right. her. Yeah. Um, so just letting her know that, yeah, your body's meant for this. They both know that they were born at home. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, they're like, oh, some babies are born at hospitals too. And I'm like, yeah, they are. And some mommies need to go there. Mm -hmm. So it's not adding a prejudice or judgment to people who do. Right. But yeah. I want her to know that her body's beautiful and that it's meant to do this. Mm -hmm. so. I know. I think that um, I remember when I was trying to pick up these books and read while I had my crazy work schedule. I remember thinking in the back of my mind, women for centuries have been doing this without medication yeah. and all of the, you know, without painkillers and stuff like that. Um, but in the moment, I decided, stick that thing in my, in my back. <laughs> I need it right now. And you know what? I have no regrets. I, I don't feel shame at all about it. Um, I took a nap. Before I pushed. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that, that would be the benefit to that. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I think, I think this is really enlightening. I didn't know a lot about your birth and that was really cool to hear about. Yeah. Same with you. Um, and I want to do, I really want to encourage um, friendships, moms to talk about births because it's healing and yeah. something might come up for you 
that's beautiful and something might come up for you that that's painful and mm -hmm. it's a really good thing to relive and actually be honest about i think that even with our different stories it's brought us together more too Absolutely. they're different you know i think a lot of um us are afraid to tell our different stories because they're different and someone might judge it but I don't know. I think that no. we can embrace each other's different stories. And yes. it's an amazing thing. Yes. And a lot of areas of life. But let's yeah. start here. I yeah. think, you know. Start with birth. Start with birth. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I mean, I think that's a good way to end today. Yeah. We appreciate you listening. Um, if you would like to comment or, you know, if you there's a topic you'd like for us to explore, we are going to be having um, special guests on our podcast. We're very excited about that. Um, if there's anyone you want to recommend that would be interested or a story, um, go ahead and message us on our Instagram page. And, you know, we appreciate all your support. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye.